bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! Welcome in Utah. I'm your host Zach Rieger and it's another Swoop Saturday on the Hive Sports Podcast. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely not going to let the Pac-12 canceling their football season get me down. They're still news Utes nation, so I'm still going to be here. I hope you guys join me every week and I'm going to be giving you the buzz on all things Utes. But before we get into today's episode, be sure to follow the Hive Sports on social media at the Hive Sports. And you can follow myself on Twitter at ZachRieger18. Well, guys, today's episode is going to be a fun one. I know I feel like I say that all the time. I mean, I like to think that these topics and these episodes are all good and fun. But this one is definitely the most fun one that I have done today. Because this episode, it's all about fantasy. That's right. We are in the heart of fantasy football draft season. I know most of you listeners out there... You guys got to be in at least one league, right? Like, fantasy football is huge now. And let me tell you, with no preseason games, and I think we're all still recovering from the whole gap of no sports things. Yes, there's sports going on now, but we're getting to football season now, especially with the NFL. Things are looking great there. So we're in the heart of a fantasy football draft season, and everyone is super excited because fans want football, and these fantasy drafts are the closest thing we're the closest thing that we can get to them right now. So, what Utes do you guys want to draft? There's actually a few people from Utah that are being drafted this year and some fancy relevant names that you guys might want to have on your team as Utah fans. I know I've already got some on my team that I drafted for. So, let's just jump right in. The first guy, I don't think I'm going to have anyone disagree with me on the most fantasy relevant Utah Ute. Yes, it's Zach Moss, the leading rusher in Utah history. I've talked about it earlier. This fit with Buffalo is just perfect in both fantasy and reality. And so we talked about reality a little bit last week and in my article about in my article about former Utes that are now in the NFL. That's all the reality side. We're gonna be talking about the fantasy side today. And the fit is still perfect. I honestly just grabbed him in my draft I had a few nights ago with an 84th overall pick. So, ninth round, that's his 80, around his ADP. His ADP is the 905 pick right now, which is a solid value compared to his teammate Devin Singletary, which is getting drafted kind of late fourth round as of now. And when you look at the Buffalo backfield, Zach Moss actually has a better upside, I believe. He's a younger guy only by like a year because Singletary's only going into a second year. But if there's a member of the Bills' backfield that I want, it is Zach Moss. He should have a significant role in this offense, which will be great because what do we know about the Bills? They love to play good defense, and what else do they want to do? They want to run the ball, and we know Zach Moss loves to run the ball, and he can do it well, and he is a workhorse caliber back. So he is a perfect fit for Buffalo there. The Bills coaching staff has already come out and said that they expect Moss to come in and fill the Frank Gore role, which makes sense to us as you kind of think Frank Gore in this stage of his career, kind of goal line short yardage, and Zach Moss will definitely fit that because of his size mostly. 
But what does the Frank Gore role really mean? And that's what I want to talk about. When you look at last season's stats, Frank Gore actually led the Bills in carries last year, as crazy as that sounds. He had 166 carries, which was roughly 15 more carries than Singletary had last year. But either way, with those 166 carries, there are plenty of vacated carries for both Singletary and Moss to take over this year with Frank Gore leaving town and heading to the Jets. So who will get the majority? Will be Singletary or Moss? I guess we'll have to wait to see. But when I say that stat, you guys might think, oh, do you think Zach Moss can lead the Bills and carries this year as a rookie? And I actually really do. I just think with the talent and some of the stuff I'm going to talk about later in this episode, I think Zach Moss is the shoe-in to take the lead of this backfield. I respect Devin Singletary. He had a great year last year, but he did have some flaws, and I think Zach Moss fills those flaws and fills those areas that Devin Singletary struggled with. So back to Frank Gore. Frank Gore averaged 12.5 carries from weeks 1 through 12 which is a pretty solid amount, and he averaged 10.4 the whole season, so still pretty solid, and I think if Zach Moss gets 10 carries, that's not even touches, because you know how good Zach Moss is at receiving just a baseline of 10 touches. That's not too bad at all, because we've seen Zach Moss make huge plays. So filling in that Frank Gore role, it's actually a bigger role than you might think, especially with Devin Singletary kind of going on that tear last year towards the end of the year and another place where Frank Gore played more was the goal line Singletary's a smaller back around 5'7 200 pounds so it makes sense why I didn't get a ton of goal line carries he only got like three last year as opposed to Frank Gore's 18 so you got to think with Zach Moss's size at 5'10 223 that he will get the bulk of the goal line carries Frank Gore had 18 last year. Who's who's to say that Zach Moss can't have that or more? And that would be amazing because touchdowns are key to fantasy. We know that as fantasy owners. You want touchdowns. Those are the highest scoring plays in fantasy. Frank Gore was ranked 12th in goal line carries at that 18 number. So Zach Moss will fill in nicely there. I mean with 18 vacated goal line carries... Someone's got to fill that role, and I think it will be Zach Moss. It has to be. It just makes too much sense. So Zach Moss will have ample opportunities to score touchdowns, which is huge in fantasy, especially for a ninth-round running back. That's what you want. And honestly, when you look at it, Zach Moss, I think he will be much more successful slash efficient in the red zone this year. And I think that's good for him in fantasy, obviously, because... Frank Gore only scored two touchdowns last year. He had 18 goal line carries and only got two touchdowns. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, Devin Singletary also only got two rushing touchdowns last year. So that means the running back room only scored four rushing touchdowns last year. Singletary did have a couple receiving touchdowns, but still, rushing touchdowns, running back room only had four. For a team that wants to run the football, They are going to want to improve that number, and Zach Moss is how you improve that number. Having Zach Moss in the red zone will also help out Josh Allen. We all know Josh Allen, his mistakes. 
He tries to do too much. He's a little reckless with the football at times. Great quarterback. Good, very good fantasy quarterback with his rushing uh, floor. But he definitely makes those mistakes. And the Bills know that, and they don't want to have those red zone mistakes because that's when you need to score. When you get the red zone, you need to score. And so you can't have turnovers in the red zone, which Josh Allen made a handful of last year. So if you have Zach Moss there being successful, then Josh Allen won't have to make those mistakes and won't have to be forced to do everything. So I think it's a win-win, and I think Zach Moss will be excellent in goal line opportunities. And when you look at one other area that Singletary has struggled in, in his very good season last year, I will give him that, he didn't look like much of a, of a receiver, which we all know Josh Allen is not the one to check down. He loves to just chuck it deep and see what happens. And with Stephon Diggs, he will probably have a lot more success this year with John Brown being his number two wide receiver instead of his number one. But still, receiving backs, it's still an important trait for running backs to have. And Zach Moss, while a lot of people don't think about it just because of his size and oh, he's going to be the goal line back. You don't think about He was actually great at receiving last year for Utah. He was, I believe, third on the team in receptions. Like, he showed the skill set that he can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. And with Dem Singletary struggling with that, I believe, overall, if one person comes out of this Bills backfield and becomes the workhorse, it's got to be Zach Moss. He's such more he is such he is much more of a well-rounded back than Devin Singletary is cuz Zach Moss can do it all. He's got the durability to be a workhorse back. He's got the size. He does have some speed. Devin Singletary definitely beats him with speed. But then Zach Moss is a better receiver coming out of the backfield, which is just huge. So if someone's going to take over this backfield, I would definitely take the bet on Zach Moss. And you throw in the fact that Zach Moss has looked great in training camp so far. The coaches have raved about him. And I think you need him in fantasy this year. Ninth round, you're drafting your bench. What do you want on your bench? You want upside. You might want a couple stable picks to give you some stability for your team, especially if you took a lot of risky starters. But for the most part, you want that upside. And Zach Moss has tremendous upside this season. I love Zach Moss. I'm trying to get him in pretty much every league I can. I already got him in one. He is fantastic. So that's it with Zach Moss. Draft him. Please do. His value was incredible. But now I want to talk about someone else who I also brought up in my podcast last week and my NFL Utes article. And that is the Alex Smith. Not... I have a hard time bringing it to words what to say about Alex Smith's incredible return to football, except just, wow. Like I said, I mentioned it last week, but this comeback is nothing short of spectacular. And even just saying that, I felt like that's still an understatement because it is unbelievable, his comeback. I mean, this guy saw military doctors because this leg injury was more relatable and more comparable to a military war injury over a football injury. But guess what? Alex Smith is back. And he's got a shot at the starting job to beat Dwayne Haskins, former first-round pick. Which I honestly believe Alex Smith should win the starting job. 
I mean, just when you look at the talent and his experience, the Washington football team's coaches, they've said that he's looked good in camp so far. And he also, get this, he just quoted and he said, I don't think football is something I could walk away from and be able to sleep at night if I did. I don't think I could look my kids in the eye and talk to them about giving their all and pushing through things. He just said that I would not bet against this man. His priorities are straight. He's shown tremendous tenacity and work ethic. I will not bet against him. I think he's got the starting job. I think he will beat out Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins had an up and down year last year. I think this is Alex Smith's job. With him not technically having the job yet, he has a ton of value right now. And he is a big value. Especially in Dynasty Leagues. With the big benches, it won't cost you much. He's available in most leagues. You should just go pick him up and see what happens. Because he can be a very reliable fantasy quarterback. When you look at redraft leagues, he's going undrafted right now. Makes sense. So, if you're a late quarterback guy like I am when it comes to drafts, why not? You could use one of your last picks against him if you really want a former youth on your team. He's playing Philly Week 1, so it's not a bad matchup. It's a pretty average defense. But most likely, where Alex Smith's value will come is just through streaming post-draft. When you look at it, Washington actually has one of the easiest strength of schedules. So, if he has a plus matchup, which it seems like he's going to have plenty of, he will be a very good streaming option for if you go late round quarterback in the draft and he doesn't pan out for you, that's okay because you will have Alex Smith and you can stream him. And him and Scary Terry can form a pretty great duo in Washington if Alex Smith does win the job, which I believe he will. I mean, Alex Smith is a winner. He was 6-3 and three with Washington before the injury happened. He's a competitor, as you can tell how he came back from this gruesome injury and is cleared for football activity. He will play, and he's got this chip on his shoulder. He still wants to play. I think he will be very good. But in my honest opinion, for redraft leagues, I would not suggest drafting him. I think in Dynasty, you need to go pick him up before someone else does. Redraft, definitely keep him. Keep an eye on him. Add him to your watch list. Kind of see how he's doing. See if he wins the job. Keep up to date. Because if he wins the job, I think he will be very valuable for fantasy. He has had good fantasy performances in the past. And I think this year he could have one again. And now the last of the big three. And now the last of the big three that I want to talk about is Matt Gay, the kicker. Yes, kickers still play a role in fantasy football. If you like kickers in your league or not doesn't matter because a lot of times they're still there and Matt Gay is a fantastic kicker to have I had him last year and I loved him towards the end of the year he was a solid double digit points at least 10 maybe 8 9 but still very much high on the higher end four points for a kicker which is honestly just a great baseline to have just to kind of have that guaranteed And Matt Gay is my go-to kicker this year. I normally take kickers in the final round of my draft. And in a lot of leagues, I've been able to draft Matt Gay with that pick because he falls to me. If you really want Matt Gay, say that you miss Zach Moss and you really want a Utah Ute on your roster, take him with your second-to-last pick, 
take him before a defense, however your strategy plays out. But he's my go-to this year. He was ranked fourth last year out of all kickers. And the Bucks' offense only improved. They brought in Tom Brady. They brought in Gronk. That goes along with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. Even if you want to throw in Ronald Jones in there. The Bucks' offense is going to score points. And they need a kicker to first off kick extra points. But we know that extra points are only worth a point. So that's not where kickers get their value it's with field goals and Matt Gay has shown that he can hit the deep field goals he hit five from 50 or above last year so with this high-powered Bucks offense even if they don't get a touchdown they will either be a lot closer than 50 yards for him to kick the field goal or if they have a bad drive or if they have a bad drive in the game where they only get to about the 40 yard line Matt Gay has the ability to hit that 50 plus yarder which is huge and so I think Matt Gay he could finish as the top kicker this year obviously you have Justin Tucker like the goat like he is he's amazing but I think Matt Gay definitely has the potential with that personally this is just a big personal fantasy note I'm really not looking at too many Bucks players this year with fantasy just because there's such a big amount of weapons, such a large amount of guys for Tom Brady to throw to. I already mentioned some of them, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, the three tight ends that apparently Bruce Arian said that all three are going to get work. So that's tough to decide where all those targets are going to go. So I, just with Tom Brady entering the offense, I'm not sure exactly how everything's going to go. Obviously, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans... If they fall, obviously I will take them because they're just too talented to not. But I'm not exactly sure what Bucks players I truly want and I'm all in for. But it's a guarantee that this Bucks offense is so explosive, they are going to score points. And so, with those points, they're going to need a kicker. And that's where Matt Gay comes in, the former Utah Ute. So, he's entering his sophomore year, fantastic rookie year last year. I'm excited, and I hope Matt Gay falls to me in every draft that I have this year. In conclusion, you want Matt Gay on your team as a kicker. He's the guy to go. You won't have to worry about streaming kickers until his bye week, but I'm pretty sure it's bye week 13, so by that point, it's whatever. You can literally roll, rock and roll with him your entire season before the playoffs. But the last thing I wanted to talk about on this show was just some flyers. There's a few Utah guys that right now don't really have much fantasy value, but I still think it's worth bringing up just because this is a Utah Utes podcast, and why not? We all love them, so let's bring them up. The first flyer has to be Devontae Booker. I personally love Devontae Booker coming out of college. Uh, Then he got drafted by the Broncos, and I thought he showed a few flashes. He, He looked good at times, but... Just wasn't consistent enough on the field for him to really make a difference there. Then they brought in Royce Freeman, and the undrafted free agent Philip Lindsay was amazing, and now they just brought in Melvin Gordon. So, of course, they let Devontae Booker go. He's now in division. He's a now Las Vegas Raider. Almost messed up on that, but yes, Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, for fantasy, a lot would have to happen Josh Jacobs, Jaden Rashad, 
uh, the rookie Lynn Bowden, they'd all have to either struggle or just not be able to be on the field for Booker to even potentially see the field. So he's he's just a guy to kind of more root for. Fantasy-wise, Devontae Booker has, I think, approximately zero value. But then you have a guy like Tim Patrick, the wide receiver for the Broncos. He doesn't have much fantasy relevance now. He's going undrafted. He's probably available in pretty much any dynasty league. But unlike Devontae Booker, Tim Patrick will see the field in 2020. He's had two pretty productive seasons with the Broncos as kind of a lower-end option at the wide receiver position. But right now, the way the depth chart looks, he's fourth. So he's like the next option after the main starters. you got Cortland Sutton, of course. Then the two rookies, Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. So... Tim Patrick will see the field at times. If you got four wide receiver sets, he'll be out there. If someone needs a break, he'll be out there. And when you look at it with how crazy 2020 has been and kind of shortened offseason, if the rookies don't get up to speed, Tim Patrick will see a lot more opportunities on the field to start the season. And honestly, with Drew Locke being the starting quarterback now, the last five games, yes, he went 4-1, and one, but Cortland Sutton's value went way down. And that's because Drew Locke spread the ball around so much. So let's just say he's spreading the ball around. All of a sudden he hits Tim Patrick a few times. And Tim Patrick comes out and gets a couple touchdowns. And Drew Locke and Tim Patrick develop chemistry on the field. I'm not saying it's likely, but crazier things have happened. So you just never know. But with Tim Patrick being on the field, he's... As of now, the best thing you could do is just put him on your watch list post-draft, kind of see how he does. I do not recommend drafting him at all, but, you know, if you're a Utah fan, add him to your watch list. I probably will, just to see how he's doing. And if he has a few good weeks and the Broncos are playing a plus matchup, who knows? He could be a streaming option later in the season. Then lastly, I just want to touch on a few IDP guys if you're in that kind of league because that's where Utah has really thrived. And when if you read my article on thehivesports.com about the NFL players in about the Utah players that are now in the NFL, the majority of them are defense. The majority of them are on the defensive side of the ball. And so I have to touch on that regardless of fantasy football being predominantly offensive so I just want to bring out three guys that I think wouldn't have the most success in IDP and that would be Eric Rowe Marcus Williams and Jalen Johnson Eric Rowe talked about him last week so I'm not gonna get into him too much this week he's also in my article but I just I think he's gonna have a great year starting for the Dolphins and the Dolphins just being a truly revamped defense I think he will be a stud, and I think he will have plenty of options for tackles, interceptions, all giving you points. Then there's Marcus Williams, the starting safety for the Saints. You throw in Malcolm Jenkins, oh my gosh, that Saints secondary is going to be so good, and Marcus Williams will have his share because teams might try to go more towards him because they might see him as the weakest link in that secondary with Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, and Malcolm Jenkins. 
So Marcus Williams will have his opportunity for tackles, interceptions, fumble recoveries, you name it. Marcus Williams will have his opportunity, and he is so talented. So he is an option to look at. And then the last one is Jalen Johnson, the rookie for the Chicago Bears. He just, he just got drafted in the second round this year. I think he could have gone the first. Me as a Titans fan, we needed a cornerback. I really wanted him. And I would have been okay if I was watching the draft and if I would have saw the Titans card go up and say, with the 29th pick, the Tennessee Titans select Jalen Johnson, I would have been ecstatic. So the fact that I fell to the second round, the Bears were very excited. And I think he's going to slide right in there to an already great defense, kind of like with Mark Swim and the Saints. Jalen Johnson, the rookie, they might try to pick on him more. And so Jalen Johnson will have that opportunity to be very successful in that defense. So I think those are the top three Utah Utes for IDP. So if you ever want to talk more fantasy, I will talk fantasy for hours. This was kind of a shorter episode, surprisingly, but I know that's great because you guys need to get on with your swoop Saturday and need to celebrate it however you want. But if you ever want to talk fantasy or ask me more about my rankings, if you have questions, feel free to message me. I think about fantasy a lot more than just the Utes players so if you have any sort of question feel free to message me on Twitter at Zach Rieger 18 Z-A-C-H-R-E-G-E-R 1-8 but that'll do it so make sure to hit that subscribe button and give us five stars if you enjoyed this episode I hope you did I enjoyed recording this one it was the most fun one I've done just because it's fantasy football it's fantasy football season Utes fans get excited And I will see you next week. Go Utes! TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.